morning again, everyone. Uh, I just wanted to get things going this morning before we hand over to the other guys. And so this, this thought's been, um, been bothering me. I don't know if bothering is the right word, but it's, it's been, been with me for, for a couple of days now. And I've just been wondering, is this a time during this difficult economy where the Lord is going to be revealing himself through abundance? Um, and, and the scripture I went to was Luke chapter 5. Uh, verses, verses 1 to 11. I'm just going to read from verse 4, but the context is that uh, Jesus is talking to, to a couple couple people on the, the banks of the Sea of, of Galilee, and um, and they can't hear him. So he says to, to some guys, some fishermen, would you mind if I just come stand in your boat and can you put out a little bit so that everyone can hear me? So this is, this is Simon, uh, Peter. It's his boat that, that Jesus gets onto. And um, so we pick it up here in verse 4. It says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, this is Jesus, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. And um, cool, cool story. I think the, the point for us to take out of that is Jesus revealed himself. This is the moment when Peter is almost, he, he gets awakened to the fact that Jesus is the Lord, Jesus is King, and he falls down at Jesus' knees and says, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy. Jesus reveals himself to Peter through abundance. I mean, what would, what would the modern day equivalent be? It would be some kind of incredible business deal, some, some incredible, you know, just fortune in, in that you, you get wealthy really quickly. I mean, that was the equivalent for, for Peter being a fisherman. Jesus reveals himself through abundance of wealth. Uh, you know, this is almost the, the, the different gospels have different accounts of Peter being called. But if you put them together, this is almost the moment where Jesus says to Peter, come follow me. I mean, he, he says it at the end of that verse, that follow me. And they, they leave everything and they, they then abandon their trade to, to follow Jesus. But the point I want to get across is it's out of that abundance that, that Jesus calls them. At the end of then John chapter 21, well, the end of the, the gospel of John, uh, this is after Jesus has died and um, he's, he's now been walking around and revealing himself to the, to the disciples for, for the, that 40 day period. And uh, this is one of the last times he, he reveals himself to them. And again, Peter's back on the Sea of Galilee. They left Jerusalem, gone back to the Sea of Galilee, out fishing again, uh, again catches nothing. And Jesus shouts to him from the shore, hey, have you caught any fish? And they say, no. Jesus says, put out your nets. And they still haven't recognized it's Jesus. They throw their nets out. And, and this time it says that they're, they're not far offshore. And again, they get this incredible catch of fish after they've been fishing all night. And, uh, and it's as they're pulling in the nets, once again, their eyes are opened. Oh, wow, this is Jesus. 
And so a second time now where Jesus reveals himself to his disciples through abundance. And I've just got this, this strong sense within me that God is going to be revealing himself to us. And, and I think more importantly, though, to, to the world and to the community, to people who are not yet uh, followers of Jesus, he's going to be revealing himself to them through you and I via abundance. And so let's be anticipating that God is going to be doing incredible things in these days, even though the natural economy is taking strain, uh, knowing that God is going to be doing crazy things uh, with us, that there's going to be these, uh, you know, incredible catches that, that will just make everyone's eyes pop open and be like, wow, uh, God is real and, and God cares about us. The, the next thing I just wanted to encourage us with, is, is that during this time of fasting, uh, if you haven't, uh, not aware, we, we're doing a Daniel fast for 10 days. And the intention is to, to seek the Lord for wisdom, for knowledge, uh, that it's just a time of seeking him. But one of the things I'm just so sure about is that, that God is going to be giving us profound wisdom and knowledge. And you guys can go read the, the, the book of Daniel, just that first chapter where, where Daniel and the guys take 10 days of, of, of eating only vegetables and water. And, uh, and they continue, I think, after that. It's not very clear. It was, it was beyond just 10 days, but it started as a 10-day test. And, and at the end of that testing period, it was about three years that, that Daniel and the guys were in training uh, under the king to, to be kind of the king's men. And at the end of that time, when, when king tests them, uh, the scripture says that they were found 10 times wiser than any of the other guys. And the other people that were being compared to were the select people that had been handpicked and yet Daniel and, and the other, other guys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, were found 10 times wiser in every way. And so let's trust together that God's going to pour out profound wisdom and knowledge, as it says in Colossians uh, 2 verse 3, uh, that, that there are treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and they're hidden in him, and they're hidden in him for you and I. And so, yeah, I'm just trusting with you guys that God's going to be pouring out this uh, incredible wisdom and uh, and knowledge for, for businesses, for us as individuals, and, uh, and that incredible things are going to be going to be taking place. So just wanted to bless you guys with that. And now I'm going to hand over to Rob Chubb, who is going to be handling the next part. So welcome, Rob. Go for it. How's it, everyone? You guys all well? Uh, I, I forgot you guys all on mute, so I can't actually get any response. But yeah, a group of us, a couple of us were discussing what we were going to share today. And, you know, there's obviously being in business, Christian businessmen, business people. Um, those of us who have been in this for a long time have experienced and we can share lots of business tips and pointers as well as uh, spiritual stuff. So my, my first segment um, is basically a spiritual encouragement um, to you guys. Uh, maybe later if there's time we'll get to some practical business pointers uh, and we'll see. And hopefully all the guys that share things will dovetail and you'll be inspired and encouraged this morning. So yeah. Um, for me, I really felt I wanted to just touch on, on uh, faith this morning because we're in an unprecedented time of difficulty. We've never experienced anything like this before. And it's a perfect time to, to have faith and to exercise our faith. So, I mean, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for 
and assurance about what we do not see. Um, so a, a famous Christian author called R.C. Sproul uh, puts it like this, faith involves trusting in the future promises of God and waiting for their fulfillment. Brilliantly put. But I was chatting with uh, a Canadian businessman, you might remember Rob Kinsella. Remember he visited us last year and ministered amongst us and uh, he was asking me how things were going and I was giving him some feedback about the South African uh, economy and my own business and, and so on. And his simple response was, well, our part now is to believe. And I've been thinking about that for the last three or so weeks, just on and off. And so just to give you a bit of feedback, first of all, here's some scriptures. John 14, one says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then the famous scripture in Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, just to encourage you guys, believing is the action of faith. Yeah, because people say, what is faith? I, I mean, but it's, it's believing in Jesus. It's, it's believing. It's the conscious, conscious, intentional trusting in God. That is what uh, believing is. And to have expectant faith. So we expect God to come through for, for us um, because of his word to us. It's not presumption. There's a difference. Presumption is a completely different thing. We have faith. And just, you know, some of the practical outworkings of this is, is to focus on the prophetic words you've give, been given, either personally or for your business. And some of them can be old prophetic words, but it's, it's more important to focus on the, the new ones, the ones that have been given to you in the last month or two, maybe six months. And, uh, and to speak those out, it's to declare those words. You know, I often walk around my house when I'm praying and I begin to declare the prophetic words that have been given over me. Um, I walk around my, my business in our warehouse amongst our timber and I, I literally speak out these prophetic words. I, I, I basically prophesy them in my warehouse. I spend a lot of time praying in tongues. You know, guys, we, we mustn't forget that tongues edifies us in the difficult times and sometimes we're not sure what to pray. Let's pray in tongues. You know, I mean, I've even laid hands on timber before and said, Lord, I pray this, this timber would sell, you know. Um, and so praying regularly. Someone once asked me, they said, so how, how come you've run a successful business for so many years? And I, I thought about it and I just said, prayer. I have a prayer team. My parents-in-law, when, when they were younger and, and healthy, my own parents um, had a, I had them as a serious prayer backing, and and that is what I attribute to business, my business success. Um, yes, we I have skills and gifting and all of that, but ultimately it's praying and and persevering prayer. So so pray and and fast. I, I've got a testimony at the end if I get a chance to share again um, about the, the the power of fasting and I. Guys, you can see when you see me in church, I don't look like a guy who's enjoy, who enjoys fasting. All right. I enjoy eating. I enjoy meat, red meat, and lots of it. So <laughs> when I fast, it's, it's a real um, challenge, and it's, a, it, you know, it's something that I, that I have to really work hard at. It's, it's not easy for me. So I'm not like John Crampton who just doesn't get hungry. 
he, he can fast it like this. You know, he just doesn't get angry. But so prayer and fasting in this time is, is absolutely critical. Um, and a, and uh, a prayer team, if, if, if you can, can get one. And, and it's to pray with knowledge. It's to pray with direction. It's to pray with specifics. It's don't just offer up nebulous prayers. Actually pray specific things and then look for the answers. So that's something I just added in. The other thing is, is to, to be courageous. Guys, this is, if ever there was a time to, be, to take courage, it's now. Um, most of us are in extremely difficult situations, um, financially, cash flow. We have staff to pay, customers, uh, at least suppliers to pay. We have our own monthly budgets, all these kinds of things. But it's time to take courage. It's a time not to give up. It's a time to persevere. I mean, when we come through this, we're going to look back and see the tremendous growth that's happened in our own personal lives through this time and, and God's provision in the most unusual and miraculous ways. So just some other scriptures the Lord gave me, which I want to spend a couple of moments on <clears throat> is Psalm 121 verses one to two. And I'll read it. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And what I felt the Lord saying to all of us guys is we need to look up. Most of us, it gets so sort of caught up and swamped and overwhelmed by the, the daily stresses of our businesses and the pressures we face. Um, and we, we kind of get caught in this quagmire and I feel the Lord is saying we need to look up and it's not just looking to the mountains, you know, in those days they would look as mountains as fortresses. They would look to the hills, hoping that the Israelite army was coming over to save them in times of trouble. But this is not that. We've got to look to the Lord as our provision. It says there, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so we need to look above the mountains. We need to look to the Lord because he's our ultimate provider. And it's not that we don't have wisdom and that we don't act prudently in our business lives. I, you know, we need to be like the sons of Issachar in 1 Chronicles twelve thirty two. It says there, they understood the times in which they lived and they knew what to do. We, we need to be like the sons of Issachar and even more so because we have the spirit of Jesus living in us and we have the mind of Christ. So I'm not putting that aside. We need that. But what I am saying is, guys, let's look to the source of our provision. Let's look to the source of our salvation. Let's look to ultimately where all our provision will come from. The next thing is Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And, um, and then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff in there. But it's simple. Let's not be anxious. I know it's, it's, it's difficult because we all face moments of doubt, guys. We all have Thomas moments. If you're, if you're truthful, you will say that you've had moments of fear, anxiousness, doubt. If, if you haven't, you're probably lying. So, but what I want to focus on here is the Thanksgiving part. Guys, this is two components. We need to be thankful for what God has done in our lives, in our businesses, and how he's provided us. I think back to the miracles. Think back to the provision. You know, the Israelites, the Jews did that all the time. They would think, about, think back and talk about the stories of old. 
And it's not to put a monument up to those things, but it's, it's to think, gee, you know, the Lord provided for me then in this extreme situation. You know what? He can provide for me now. So it's an encouragement. It builds your faith. The second component to thanksgiving is that it's prophetic. We thank God in faith for what he's going to do. Guys, we need to have expectant faith. We need to be, be thankful and trust and believe. That's our part is to believe that he is going to come through for us in the most profound ways. I encourage you, write down the specifics that you pray for and write down the answers because there's going to come a time when we're in the Zoom meeting where there are going to be so many testimonies. Daryl's going to say, well, I, I had... 30 people come back with testimonies and he's going to have to choose three or four people to share the testimony because they're so profound guys. We're going to have a story to write each one of us. And in this group of, of business people in breakthrough life church, um, I've had moments of doubt, but I'm trusting God and believing in him for the most amazing, miraculous uh, provision and, and supernatural uh, miracles through this time that I've got a list of testimonies to share with all of you. So those are the things that the Lord put on my heart for this morning. And um, I'm trusting that you'll be inspired and encouraged by them. Okay. That's good. Thanks Rob. Rob, are you going to, are you going to talk about your, um, the, the prayer aspect later on, or do you want to touch on that now, just in terms of what you've implemented in your company? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on the prayer aspect now. <clears throat> Guys, we, my business partner and I have always had a prayer meeting. Obviously, you know, when we were in the same city, we used to pray every Friday and sometimes pick up a guitar and worship together. We would uh, talk about the prophetic words. We would talk about the, the things that we needed uh, to happen in our business and we'd pray through them. But in this time, We've actually, I've actually implemented a staff prayer meeting. We never had a staff prayer meeting before. So every Friday morning, and we, we've obviously got a, 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 what do you call it? We've sort of got half our staff working one week and half the next. And um, so every Friday morning, we're gathering as a group, all with our masks on and standing in our warehouse and, and, and lifting our hearts to the Lord. And it's been quite something to see um, some of these uh, these staff members of mine who battle pray in English, but they are lifting up their voices in Zulu and crying out to the Lord, you know, so, and, and some of the, the prayers from some of these guys have been absolutely inspirational guys that I, you know, that you wouldn't expect to hear things from, uh, you know, just praying for a, a cure for this disease. And yeah, you know, just, it's really been inspirational. And I even gave an altar call a few weeks ago, and uh, I said, guys, if any of you don't know Jesus, come and see me in my office afterwards and I'll introduce you to him. He's amazing. Changed my life. So that's, that's one of the, uh, the things we've implemented as a result of this, this pandemic. So good. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I think that's so good to, um, to use this time where everything's being shaken and, and changed. If you've got employees, um, why not start to implement a... <laughs> Uh, a weekly or daily prayer meeting if you're not already doing that and um, yeah see what the Lord does I, I think this is a time if ever that employees will be completely open to uh, well there's nothing to look to in the natural economy so to speak we have to look to the Lord and uh, who knows what might come of this and their personal lives might, might be turned around so 
encourage you guys uh, let's let's be very intentional during this time to bring prayer into the marketplace and into your businesses thanks rob those are some really really great insights uh, rob's put some some great notes together as well guys so i'll be sharing that in in a little bit um i did also post on the chat uh, just so you guys are aware um let me just talk about it very briefly before i, I hand over to to john williams um but what we'd like to do is uh, create small groups of maybe four or five people where we can group similar type of businesses, perhaps in similar industries, so that you understand one another, that we can then, you know, maybe have a Zoom call, uh, that, you know, the four or five of you will have a Zoom call. You can then have an opportunity to share, you know, this is the problem that I'm facing, this is where my business is at. Um, and then the other four or five can then take time to pray for you, perhaps prophesy over you, and encourage you and then we can rotate around the, the the room or the screen rather and take a take some time to pray for each one i think uh yeah prayer is one of the the, the real important keys for each one of us uh, during this time so if, if you want to participate in that then uh, I've, I've posted the the link on the chat i will also send it out on the email and i'll also put it on the facebook group uh, but when when it's a convenient time just go out fill out that form and then sometime in the course of next week we'll start to uh, make contact with you and and put you guys in groups where you can then facilitate zoom prayer and prophecy meetings so yeah so good thanks again rob all right well next up we've got john williams john would you mind just introducing yourself telling us a little bit about who you are and uh, and then go for it welcome john sure thank you very much daryl hi everybody can you all hear me okay yep great um i was actually reflecting this morning on um uh, last time's um, prayer and fasting back in Jan, I think it was January, January, February. Uh, and um, <clears throat> it was actually then, um, uh, early on in the, um, the year of plenty, uh, that I, I'd actually been looking for a, a new new role. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second, but um, I'd been sort of diligently uh, starting to seek for something. Uh, and then during that week, uh, two things found me, not one, but two. Uh, so a friend from Anglo approached me and offered me um, a really interesting, um, a very good project, consulting project that finished just a couple of weeks ago uh, that was, uh, well, it went very, very well. Uh, and then later on in the week, another friend of mine uh, approached me again and said, uh, would you like to come and you know, chat about joining me? Uh, we've been having sort of ongoing conversations over the last couple of years, and I've been giving Rob various kind of ideas and things. And um, we ended up formalizing that and I joined his company. So during the week of prayer and fasting, these two things uh, found me at, uh, which was wonderful. Uh, so the company that I joined and I'm now at is called Resco. It's an asset management company. It's based in Santon. Uh, and I am I'm not very big on titles, but I think I am portfolio manager for resources. Um, and that's because previously, um, well, before this, I had a couple of years of pursuing some other uh, exciting adventures. But uh, before that, I was at Anglo for 15 years. Uh, so I was the executive responsible for commodity research at Anglo. Uh, so we um, formulated the view on all of the commodities that we were in. So copper, nickel, metcoal, thermal coal, iron ore, diamonds, you, know, you name it. And we tried to figure out which way was up uh, and what we think is the outlook for each of these things so that we can know how best to invest. Um, so, the, so the views that we put together were the, including the, you know, the, the price forecasts, 
uh, were the views that informed uh, every decision. Uh, so every um, cash flow analysis that was done at Anglo-American ever uh, had our, our numbers in. Um, <clears throat> so that was Anglo and, and, and previously to that, as the um, senior vice president of corporate finance at Anglo, so in the, in the finance team for about nine years or so. Uh, before that, as a McKinsey for about six years, so three years Joburg, three years uh, London, in the years when McKinsey was still good guys. Um, and uh, before that, in the UK, I worked as an engineer, so I was in, in Cambridge for about seven years, uh, designing robotic automation uh, systems. Um, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I think the, um, yeah, the thing that was on my heart for this morning was this, this one phrase, what do you see? And in a way, that's, that's really it. That's, that's kind of, that's my thing for this morning. What is it that you see? And we know that it, that it crops up again and again uh, in scripture and I've sent a few of these around. Uh, so like in Jeremiah, <clears throat> Jeremiah 1, or in, perhaps let's look at Jeremiah um, 24, verse 1 to 7. So the Lord showed me two baskets of figs and placed, that were placed in front of the temple of the Lord. One basket had very good figs, like those that ripen early, and the other basket had very bad figs, so bad they couldn't be eaten. Then the Lord asked me, what do you see, Jeremiah? Figs, I answered. The good ones are very good, but the bad ones are so bad they cannot be eaten. And then the word of the Lord came to me to say, this is uh, what the Lord, the God of Israel says, like these good figs, etc." And then there's a wonderful blessing from the people of Israel. And it's interesting because I was going through, um, you know, what do you see? I see figs. You know, what do you see? I see an almond branch, you know, incredible new birth. So, so blossoming after a, a period of, of hard winter. So, so very early, so kind of before spring coming into blossom. What do you see? I see an almond branch. What do you see? You know, a plumb line. <clears throat> what you see, I see a, a cloud in the, the sky the size of a fist. And, and I, I felt for me that, a bit like Rob was saying, it's, it's a very you know, important question for us as leaders now uh, to, to look up, as he said, or to see, you know, what is it that we see? If we can fix our eyes on the one thing uh, that Jesus has, you know, for us in our business, what is that? Uh, and it'll be different things for different ones of us, and it'll change over time. Um, but the question, I think, is there kind of, you know, you know in, in front of us all the time, you know, what, what is it that you see? Um, and I think for me, it's a little bit of, um, I mean, what I've always done in my career has been very much sort of like, you know, the corporate seer has kind of been, been the role. But I think for all of us, in order to lead, we need to have that very clear picture. Um, there's a ton of um, you know, difficult stuff around us, and our picture doesn't. It's, it's not something that we synthesise out of, you know, all of the awful, you know, kind of conditions that we're battling through. It's something very separate, as we quieten ourselves and, and in our spirit, just tune in, and then the Lord asks of us, "What do you see?" And I think that's important because we have to state. You know, it isn't just that, you know, Holy Spirit plonks things on us and we kind of crack on, um, but actually He asks of us. What do you see? Uh, so, so we're asked to uh, to engage um, and to to own and to verbalise a little bit like Rob was saying. You know, run, wandering around in his case, his wood warehouse. Um, you know, we can verbalise 
uh, and bring into being this, this amazing blessing. So I'm living in this you know, 2020 year, it's got off to a great start, a wonderful blessing, but I, I hope for, for so much more uh, for all of us. Uh, this 10 times wiser thing really resonates with me, that's incredible. Um, and this uh, you know, season of blessing that Daryl said, yeah, wonderful. So that'll be my, my prayer for us. Thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that, that input. And yeah, I encourage you guys to, to hold up before the Lord. What, what am I seeing? And, and, and sometimes I, I, I would suggest that what you're seeing seems too simple to be the Lord. I, I see figs. <laughs> it seems so plain. But as you explore that further, perhaps perhaps there's something within that that the Lord is is doing. And so, yeah, thanks for that encouragement, John. And um, so so good to just hear some of the incredible business wealth and experience that's within this forum. Uh, I mean, just hearing John's business background and, and history is is quite something. So, um, yeah, we're, we're blessed by the Lord to have many men um, and women in this forum who've got incredible business wisdom and experience to be able to share with all of us. So thank you, John. So, so I appreciate it. Uh, John, why don't you just end that time and just pray for us that we will see and that, that we'll have that wisdom to, to know, okay, this is what I'm seeing from the Lord and then how to get some, some practical, you know, actionable items to, to pursue after, after the things that we see. Mm. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would help us to find that quiet space with you. Holy Spirit, help us to quieten our hearts and our minds so that we can see. Lord, we open our ears so that when, when you ask us, what do you see? Lord, we, we engage with you. And Lord, I pray your amazing blessing. So this 10 times wiser, Lord, we, we want that. We take that. Lord, we embrace that. Lord, we will be wiser for your glory that we would shine. Arise, shine, that your light would come. We embrace you, Jesus. As you embrace us. Amen. Thanks, John. That was beautiful. Yeah, trusting, trusting with all of us and with you guys that you are truly going to be seeing things, seeing new opportunities, seeing uh, a new way to structure your business, a new opportunity, a new wing, a new leg, a new strategy, whatever it is that, that you're going to be seeing new things and that, that you'll know when you see it, uh, that, that this is a, a, a new thing. Uh, yeah, I just reminded of a, a story I, I heard of just the other day um i forget the guy's name but, but one of the i think he was the guy that created the marvel um series spider-man and all those guys and uh he he got this idea of the story of spider-man and he took it to to one of his executives or whatever at the company he was working with and the guy completely blew him out of the water i was just like that's a lot of nonsense who's gonna read a story about a man that got bit by a spider and then he gets these two what a lot of rubbish come on give me something i can actually work with um, but it stayed with him and it, and it didn't leave him and so he believed in it that he continued to pursue it and, and I, I can't remember the exact details but i think he ended up moving or creating i think he, he then created marvel out of that 
got an investor or something. And uh, obviously we all know Spider-Man around the world. It was an idea that came to him. It got blown out the water, but he stuck with it because he realized he was seeing something. And so, yeah, maybe maybe your, your manager, maybe one of your customers will blow out an idea out the water and be like, what a lot of nonsense. But if it sticks with you, then keep going after it. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, our next uh, business speaker this morning is Brahm. So, morning, Brahm. It's good to, good to have you sharing with us. And uh, again, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and then go ahead and, and share, share what the Lord's given you. Yeah, oh, morning. Morning, guys. Morning, everybody. Um, thanks, Daryl. Um, yeah, John and Rob shared a lot of what I have uh, to share, but I've got basically three points and maybe a little bit more practical, just a, a bit of background. I, uh, I'm an accountant, did my articles with uh, PwC many, many years ago, uh, and then went into the academics for a while, which is not my forte. But I had a friend who was head of accounting at, uh, at UJ, Rao at that stage, asked me whether I'd come and develop some uh, practical courses for them and then lecture it. I was there for four years, but in that, in that time, I also started a consulting business. Um, and then from there, we, <clears throat> after the stint at the, at the university, uh, we went full-time into consulting business, also started a training company, Academy of Financial Markets, all in the finance fields. Um, and mostly investments. Uh, and from there, a few years ago, we started an asset management business, asset management and, and financial planning. Um, it's, it's been an amazing run with the Lord. Uh, I can just um, reiterate what Rob and John said, the importance and Daryl, the, the importance of prayer. Uh, we've, we've been praying for years and years. We've had prayer groups, um, uh, not only at work, but also families, um, Vili Kronje, who's, who's here, is, is part of a group that, uh, of us that, uh, that came together as families with different businesses, uh, different interests. We keep praying for each other. Uh, and so that, that, that's just been such a strengthening in our business and the walk we've, we've done. Um, so, so that's me. Currently, I, I am running the asset management side of it. So I'm in the same field as John is. We... Basically, we've got uh, unit trust, we've got uh, managed portfolios, portfolios on the JSE, offshore portfolios, which we manage. It's been a very, very challenging time. As you, as you know, the markets have gone up and down and mostly down. Uh, but, but we've been so blessed um, just with, with wisdom. So the three points that, that I had that I thought I'd just touch on quickly, and, and as I say, it's going to probably be a little bit more practical, um, is uh, the first one is, is what John spoke about, getting a clear vision of your business in the future. Uh, and then together with that wisdom to implement uh, what you need to implement now to get that, that vision that you had for your business uh, on a practical level. So, so a lot of prayer. I mean, if, if you look at 1 Kings 3 and 1 Kings 10, it's very interesting. That's, we all know the story of Solomon who asked for wisdom and not wealth, and God gave him wealth as well. But then the Queen of Sheba comes to visit him and she's not impressed by his wealth because she's very wealthy herself. But she is hugely impressed by the wisdom that, that God has given Solomon in implementing and, and, and running Israel. Uh, and, and I think we need that for our businesses. We, it's, a, it's an ideal time for us to get close to the Lord, to say, Lord, 
what do you see for my business in future and how, give me the wisdom to implement changes and i want to challenge you if you how about uh, saying to yourself what are five options i can take now to firstly sustain my business and then implement the changes that i see write down five things that you can do now uh, during this time to to implement changes uh, and and if you say to yourself i see my business the same in the future as it was before the coronavirus then the challenge is um is it still relevant number one and number two what are your competitors going to do so how are you going to look when we come out of this how are you going to look versus your competitors and guys don't be too proud to take some of your competitors wisdom and implement them in your business what are your competitors doing that are working and that are working well and how can I take that and, and implement it in my business and so one of the things in our area is uh, the the use of digital platforms e-commerce and so on and so on uh, and and I think <clears throat> there's so much scope there uh, we've just uh, I know Rob and them have have started an online uh, sales platform uh, and I want to challenge you you know whether you sell services or whether you sell goods uh, the future is probably online. And, and I told the story to the guys that, uh, you know, my son, um, he's just opened up an investment account with us. Uh, but he's also, he's running his own bank accounts and things like that. He's still relatively young, but, but he's running his own bank accounts and, and doing his own purchases and sales and so on. Um, he's probably in his life only been to a bank branch once in his whole life. Uh, and that was because SARS required a physically stamped uh, bank statement. Um, but further on, he's never been to a bank branch. He's never, ever physically met his bank manager. He's a, a, a branch man a bank manager, accounts manager. But he's spoken to them over Zoom. He's spoken to them over WhatsApp. And I think if you look at the future, that's the future. So one of the questions to us is, what do you, how do you see your type of client in the future? Is it still the same kind of clients? Because in our business, um, John would know in our business, unfortunately, the rich guys are the older guys. And it's a real challenge to get them on digital platforms. <clears throat> we just recently done, uh, signed up two new clients. We, we have not seen them at all in the whole process. And if you know our business, there's, there are many, many forms to complete, lots of compliance. Um, and, and the FICA requirements and all those kind of things. But we've recently signed two clients and we, we didn't see them physically at all. And we've got all the documents, we, we've got all the compliance in place. So, so that's really a challenge to say, what am I type of client that I see in the future and how am I gonna, how am I gonna cater for that? So that's the first point is just seeing your business in the future, making plans to implement that, getting wisdom from God uh, for that implementation. The second point I want to make is just working hard and working smart. You know, you have to, when you see a vision, I always say it's good to have a vision. You know, we sit on these strategy meetings and we sit on these vision and mission and all those kind of things. And how we, what are we going to do to get there? Uh, and, and things will change in the future. You know, um, uh, a lot of people, myself included, are going to work more and more from home. 
we've now got the internet, we've now got the bandwidth, we've got the Zoom, we've got uh, Microsoft Teams, we've got all of those things, we're going to probably work from home uh, much more than we did in the past. And, and one of the innovations I've seen, uh, just to give you, you know, a practical example. So in our street, there are seven kids who have the same tennis coach. And this, uh, one, of the, one of the families in our street has a lovely tennis court. Now, our coaching is normally out there in Randburg. It's, it's quite, a, quite a drive. And this coach said, no, what he's going to do in future, he's spoken to the family with a tennis court. And so while everybody is at home and, you know, the, 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 the moment he can, what he'll do is he's spoken to the family tennis court and they said that they'll make the tennis court available. So on Tuesdays, he's going to take our street. And everybody who has tennis coaching in our street is going to have tennis coaching at that tennis court in our street, at that family's tennis court. So I think that's, you know, that's innovative thinking to say, well, don't come to me. I'll come to you. Um, and I think more and more we have to think innovative to say things have changed. How are we going to accommodate that? Um, another example is some of you might know the business Felskins. I don't know, if, uh, um, Daryl, if I can share a screen. Is that possible? Um, if you can... Just give me one sec. I need to enable you, Brom. Uh, enable or just make me the host for a while. All right, let me make you the host. Let's do that. <clears throat> Okay, so I'm just going to share a screen of the, uh, uh, let me see if I can. So I just want to see if I, uh, I don't know whether you can see, can you see that yet? Not yet. Can you guys see the Feltskun screen or not? No. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, so this is uh, these guys sell felt screens. Um, Rob, you might know about them. <laughs> uh, and and about three or four years ago, they went completely digital in their sales. So these are physical things. They come in completely digital. They're selling through different platforms. They sell through their own website, as you can see here. Uh, they also sell through Amazon. Uh, they sell overseas. They've now gone into the European market, into the UK market, into the American market. It's just an idea. I don't know these guys. I just, I just know about them through their accountants. Uh, and gone completely digital. And their support is digital. Their guarantees are digital. The only thing that you get physically is the shoe. So you don't, get, um, you don't get a printout which you have to print out through your 3D printer and get the shoe. You still get the physical shoe, but um, they've gone completely digital. But one of the things that they did now, their business almost stopped when, when the coronavirus uh, came around. Uh, but one of the things that they did do, let me just um, see if I can... I'm going to stop that sharing and then see if I can go to the next screen. Just to give you an example. So they sat um, during this time and they said, how can we enhance our business? And one of the things that they did is they recognized that 
they had done some registrations of um, compliance, they had a whole, whole compliance department. They also had the infrastructure uh, for e-commerce uh, and digital online sales. So what they did in this time is they said, well, why don't we form a new company? We form a company where we assist other businesses to go online. So we're selling Felskoons, but we've got the skills in-house to set up digital platforms and to set up digital sales. So they went and they set up a, a new company called Dorp. <laughs> Completely different to what they're doing. Uh, and these guys are in-house at Felskun, but running a new company where they assist you with uh, digital platforms, digital sales and e-commerce. Uh, and, and that's quite interesting because what they did is they recognized the times and they said, we're going to struggle to sell Felskuns because the, the shops are basically closed. So even though they deliver online, they sell online and they still deliver to shops their sales have, have gone significantly down in this time, but they said, what other skills have we got that we can assist the business world with uh, and, and still have a, have a turnover. And so very innovative thinking to say, well, we did this, went through this process ourselves of going digital. Why don't we help other companies and set up a business to do that? And I think guys, that's one of the things, if you stay on your knees, God is going to give you these amazing ideas to say, well, I'm an asset manager, but I have a whole department which operates a database. Can we assist other companies? And I'm just, I'm just thinking on my feet here. I'm not saying that should happen, but uh, I mean, in-house, uh, as an example, we've got people who work in our database. Uh, and is, is that not an opportunity to assist other businesses to help them with their database and set up a whole new business? And so work, work smart, work hard, then, you know, train your customers to use your new uh, platforms, uh, give incentives to use new platforms um, and, and think new about staff and infrastructure. Maybe we don't need that much office space. Uh, maybe we don't need to pay per day. We can pay per piece of work uh, and things like that. You know, going over to digital, people said, well, we'll have less staff. Our experience, you don't have less staff. You just have staff who work smarter and who work more efficiently. Uh, and, then, and then I'm going to finish up by just saying, you know, if you've got that vision from God, you've got words from God, then stay the course. Stay the course. As Rob said, you're going to go through difficult times. You're going to have good times and you're going to have difficult times. And I read this just to close off. Uh, in, in Luke 2, you know, when Jesus was a little boy, interesting that the, his mother and father took him through all the rituals that the, the Jews had, that they had to go through as, as a boy, purification and so on. So they took him to the temple. And at the temple, when he was a little boy, they met two prophets. The one prophet was Simeon and the other one was Anna. Now, Anna came, it says in Luke 2, verse 36, Anna came from uh, the tribe of Asher. Now, whom of you have heard of the tribe of Asher? You know, it's not a very famous tribe. So Anna was basically a nobody coming out of a nobody tribe. But um, it says there she was married for seven years. Now, I, I did the sums. And I said, well, let's say she got married at 18 and she was married for seven years. She was 25. 
And then in verse 37, it says she had lived as a widow since then for 84 years. Okay, now you can do the sum. She was over 110. So, so she was quite old. And it actually says she was quite old. But she never left the temple worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day for 84 years, guys. That's fuss bait. That's staying the course. <laughs> for 84 years, she never left the temple with fasting and prayer. And I want to encourage you, let's stay in that. Let's stay in what God gives you, what God has given you. And stay the course, you know. And, and, and I'm excited to hear the testimonies and what's coming out on the other side. So that's my little story. There's lots more to share and lots more practical things. But uh, obviously, we can share on a personal basis as well. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, Bram. That was, that was really great. And uh, yeah, before you unmute yourself, I'd love for you to pray. And uh, just one of the things I was, I was hearing that you weren't saying, but, but I think we've got to make sure that we don't slip into a victim mentality um, during this time, that we, we feel that we, you know, I've become a victim of coronavirus. Uh, so, I mean, my, my, biz, my, my background is actually business. I've, I've been working in, in church. I mean, I'm running the business aspect of the church. My, my background is business. Um, and, and I've still got one or two businesses on the side. And one of my businesses is to um, supply product to retail tourism. Well, tourism crashed very quickly. Mm. Uh, so, so we've heard from our, our main supplier, Supply Tourvest, uh, they own all the stores at, at all the airports, Kruger Park. I mean, you, you think of a tourist spot and they're there. Uh, so, so they're my, my, my big customer. And uh, anyway, they put out a, a note that they are closing all their stores pretty much until uh, next year. So, so pretty much means it's about 10 months of no sales. It's so easy to just get into, well, I'm a victim of Corona. Um, and so I want to encourage us, let's not get into that victim mindset. Let's say, well, this is opportunity to think outside the box, to innovate, to restructure, rebrand. I used to sell shoes, but now I'm going to sell, you know, online, um, you know, distribution sales channels to help other companies get online. I mean, that's so diverse in, in thinking. I, I love that from the, mm -hmm. the Felskin uh, story. So why don't you pray for us and then we'll get into sharing some testimonies. Yeah. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we, we can come to you not as victims, but as kings and priests. And, and we pray, Lord, that you open our eyes to the opportunities that come our way in this time and that open up in this time and that we will open up new opportunities, open up those old wells, but also new wells, Lord, to see new opportunities, the skills that you've given us. As John said, what is in your hand? You know, when, Lord, when you asked Moses, what do you see and what is in your hand? He said, a staff. And you took that and you changed the world through that staff, which, which Moses had in his hands. And, and we ask you, Lord, to open our eyes to see what you've put in our hands so that we as business people can change ourselves, change our businesses, use opportunities, see opportunities and change the world um, for your kingdom. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Bram. Thanks for, for sharing. So, uh, guys, I have also on the chat uh, attached the file with the notes, which will have the scriptures and everything from, from Rob, John Williams, Bram, myself. Uh, I will also send this out in the email with the, the, the recording, and I'll also put it on the Facebook group as well. But if you guys wanted to have a look at it, it, it is over there. Um, so I think let's uh, transition. I'll share a couple of testimonies. 
Rob, I think the, the practical elements we've covered in some detail and the guys can read the notes. I think I think it'll be more valuable to to rather take more time on testimonies. And we also we do want to end in a in a few minutes' time. But will you open up with sharing, you know, maybe one or two of the testimonies and then also uh, go ahead and pray for us on the back of that, Rob? Yeah. Um as I said earlier, um I had a whole lot of practical business stuff lined up as well some of which Daryl covered the last Zoom meeting, some of which John and, and Abram have covered very well. Um, but I suppose, and I didn't give you a bio of myself either, but guys, just so that you know, I, I, I dropped out of my law degree when I was about 22, much to the disappointment of my, my father, third, three, well, I would have been a third generation attorney or lawyer. My dad, and then I went into business. And when I was about 28, my dad looked at, at my company and said, well, if I could have earned what you earned at your age, I wouldn't have done law either. So I've been a, uh, in business all these years in the Tim industry. We import wood from all over the world. Um, we have two branches in Joburg and Durban, and we supply into all sorts of sectors of the economy, kitchens, shop fitting, DIY, decks, pergolas, Anything that you can think of for timber, we supply into that arena somewhere or other. And we've become a household name in KwaZulu-Natal and, and hopefully we'll do in, in Joburg as well. Um, we also sell stuff internationally. So we, we link up um, supply or customers in this, the, the, the countries we visit and we link them up with our American suppliers and we get commission for that as well. So that's just a just a brief summary of what I do, and um, yeah. So just just to give some testimony, it links into some of the business, practical business pointers that Brahm was on about about being innovative. Now we started an online shop during this uh, shutdown, probably in in the middle of April. We looked at it and thought this is what we got to do, and as far as we know, we're the only timber company in the country importing company a company in the country that has one of these online shops so it basically sells selected burls and beautiful pieces of wood and they get they can get shipped all over south africa uh, we've got a courier company that came on board that has special rates and we use them exclusively and it's it's taken off you know we our, our business in some ways won't change completely we still have to put timber on a truck and deliver it to a, a factory. We can't have some guy printing the wood on the other side with a 3D virtual printer. It doesn't work. They've got to use the wood. Um, Warren Shankin will, will tell you he's got a beautiful counter in his house made of lead wood that came from our house through uh, Philippa's business. She's an interior decorator. So yeah, we, and, and many of you have dealt with us and have been to our place and seen what we do. But so that online shop, was an amazing experience for us. It's not going to make us rich, but it is is getting our name out of there, out there. People are buying all over the country. We we bought in a container of exotics, special exotics from Germany, and they sold online almost all of them in one week. Wow. And so we were looking at our finances, and Hans was my business partner, was saying, "Well, we need to order more of these." And I said, "Yeah, but we need to order probably double or triple what you ordered." like we were going to get the money i said well you sold everything that we bought in a week i didn't even get any in Joburg. It's all online and and basically we sold it at three times the the cost 
So if we, you know, whatever we spent on it, we basically made three times the value because they all selected for beauty and so on. Anyway, so that's the one testimony. And the other, the other thing that, that I, I want to share with you is about fasting. Now, I joked about fasting earlier. I mean, I hate fasting. I absolutely, it's my worst. Okay. I have, I love meat and all that kind of stuff. I like eating. I like entertaining, all that sort of thing. And those of you who have been to my house to Bri, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, um, but fasting is critical. When I first arrived in Joburg years ago, when I, I was actually working for someone else, I realized that with the, the, the offer to become a partner, after six months, I realized there was no ways I could join this company as a partner. And after six months, I, I mean, I'd done well for the company. It was at their peak. I landed some of the biggest deals the company had ever seen. And at the end of the year, they didn't even give me a salary increase. I thought, that's it. I'm out of here. But I didn't say anything. I began to pray and fast. And I, pray, I fasted every Friday. So, and that was takeout day. So I'd watch these guys eating KFC and McDonald's and whatever, Nando's, just scoffing this, this stuff at, at lunchtime pretty much all day. And there I was with my bottle of water every Friday watching these guys. And then out of the blue, um, a recruitment agent phoned me to headhunt me. And long story short, I fasted every Friday for about two or three months. And I then got a job at a different timber company as a sales manager and then went on to another one as the, the, the national exotics manager for the biggest, one of the, probably the three biggest timber companies in South Africa at the time. Basically, in three years, my salary doubled completely. And that all started with fasting. So as much as I d dislike fasting, I, I just want to encourage you guys. It is, it's a critical part of our Christian walk. Um, and if you will see the spiritual benefits, but you'll also see this, the benefits on that midriff that so many of you have. I know you. So that's my other testimony. And then just the last short one, which is really encouraging because I, and I share with Daryl quite a lot. We talk, we, we mates, we talk a lot. And um, halfway through the month, I was speaking to one of my competitors, friendly competitor. He's probably about five times the size of our company. They, they're national. They're very big. And he just told me what sales he'd done for the month. And I, I, I was so dumbstruck. I couldn't respond because a company of that size doing that amount of sales is just not in my, my, paradigm and our company which is five times smaller had honestly done 10 times the amount of sales he had done at the same point in the month remember what daryl said 10 times better than anyone else so that was super encouraging for me i i mean i, I just i was so amazed another company we heard also bigger than us had 46 containers arrive in lockdown and they weren't able to clear one of them that means an extra expense of 10 to 20,000 Rand storage costs per container. That's about a million Rand, over a million Rand extra cost. We had 15 containers arrive and we were able to clear 11 or 12 of them without any, incurring any extra cost. Miraculous. And then the last thing I want to say, it's not a testimony, but it was something in my notes um, that I left out, Daryl, was that in all of these practical things, and I'm sure you're going to get the notes and, and a whole lot of stuff ties up with what Daryl said and what Brahm and John said, but guys, let's trade righteously. I have guys 
because I'm the owner of the company, I have people coming to me directly asking uh, for them to, to do the deal, but not pay the VAT. They think because they can come to me that I can pull the strings and it's, it's just unacceptable. So even though tough times, I mean, I had a, a really big deal pending this week and the guy said to me, please, man, I, I'd like to do the, the buy the wood for me, but let's relinquish the VAT. And I just said, it's impossible. You know, there's two reasons. Obviously, we've got to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Um, but, it, but, you know, it's just, and that's the main reason we want to trade righteously. But, you know, we need to, to not give in to these kinds of things when it's tough. And um, so, yeah, I, I'll just end with that. So those are the testimonies, and I hope they've encouraged you. So good. Thanks, Rob. Would you mind just ending off uh, praying for us as well? on the back of those testimonies that, you know, mm. the Lord will do what he's done with you. Not saying that it's all the problems are gone away, but, but we're seeing signs of breakthrough and that, that yeah. the Lord will do that for each of us. Mm. Mm. Heavenly father, we, we just thank you that we belong to you, that we are your sons and your daughters and that you provide for us. You have never, ever let us down. Yes. We may have gone through some seriously tough times. Every one of us on this, this group, Lord, have, have been through extremely difficult times in our lives. And notwithstanding that, we are in, the, in one of those times as we, as we speak. And Lord, I just pray over this group. I pray with a sense of faith. I'm just so infused with a, a sense of faith that you're going to come through for us. And we're going to have not enough time to share the testimonies. Lord, I pray over this group, all these men and women, some of them, some of the dearest friends I have, and I, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, provide, that you would bring breakthrough, that you would bring uh, some supernatural miracles, some that are impossible to explain except to say, God, that you provided. Lord, I'm asking um, for, yeah, for faith to be infused in every one of these guys and for them to implement that believing faith, Lord, to trust you, to pray, to never give up and to persevere, Lord. We're trusting you in the name of Jesus to come through for us. Amen. 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 Thanks, Rob. Thanks so much for, for sharing. Um, we're going to be about another five minutes, guys. I just want to share another uh, two or three testimonies just to encourage all of us, and then we'll, we'll call that a day. So just to share so, a, a testimony on, on one of the guys who couldn't, couldn't join us this morning, uh, but he's in manufacturing, uh, furniture manufacturing, and... Um, Obviously, all the retail stores closed, but they've got an avenue where they do go direct to the consumer. And so he's got, I think it's kind of two or three sales agents who handle the sales aspect of, of his production line. And so in April, these two retailers had their best month ever during lockdown. One of them had doubled their previous best month sales in the month of April. And uh, I mean, that's just extraordinary. So... Yeah, God's doing really, really profound things. Uh, uh, praying the same thing will happen for you guys, that they'll be doubling uh, even during the, this lockdown or, or semi-closed economy. All right, next testimony, we've got the, the Proptima executives with us. So Barry, Donovan, Karen, so good to have you guys on the call. Um, uh, I don't know who wants to share, Donovan or Barry, or if you each want to share one quickly, you guys can choose. Um, morning, Daryl. Uh, morning, guys. I did speak to Barry, too, so I said I can share. Um, so I don't know if you guys know 
Proptum and what we do, but we basically uh, perform audit functions at the within the mining industry. So to keep it brief, um, and this is or two COVID um, testimonies, during uh, April, just before the lockdown, we wisely um, went and got as much information as we could because we knew we couldn't be on site at the mines. We then took all our work home. We managed to keep all our employees busy for the month of April. That was hurdle number one. So that was a, that was a, a small miracle. Then the second, the second uh, hurdle was to get payment now from, from the mines. And mines had uh, obviously not been paying any of the contractors because they themselves had not been working. We submitted our invoice and um, had the unit manager of finance, uh, after a few discussions, say to us that because of all the value that we add to the company, that he would release payment, which in and in itself was a miracle because they were not paying any other contractors. Um, and that particularly was Sabanya, uh, Sabanya Stillwater. And then with the, with the same uh, mine, uh, I think last week or the week before, um, we actually got a rate increase from them as well, which blew us out of the water because, uh, yeah, here we are wondering about payments and here was one of the biggest mines in, in the world giving us a rate increase and we, we had to go back and forth signing documentation. So yeah, that's that's it from us at Proptima. So good. Wow, come on. Yeah, well, pray the Lord's increased yeah. blessing and favor over you guys and also Barry continuing to pray for uh, for complete healing over you. Barry had a, a clot in, in his, his upper thigh and so still in some pain and stuff but Barry we're trusting with you for accelerated recovery and healing so yeah encourage you guys be praying praying for Barry during this time bless you Barry um all right cool then we've got Martin so Martin would love to yeah some some um, wisdom and testimony from from your side as well so maybe just tell us briefly about what you do and then go ahead and share all right thanks Daryl <clears throat> Yeah, so I love the thread of innovation uh, running through this conversation today. And I always had the thought um, that the church is really, or the church should be the most innovative bunch of people together anywhere. Firstly, you got the Holy Spirit guiding you. Secondly, if you look at innovators, there are people that spend time with many different sectors of society. And most people tend to, if they like rugby, they're going to watch rugby on a Saturday with their friends and have the same conversations over and over and over. So there's really no new ideas that happen. But in the church, you have the opportunity to sit to next to somebody of a different race, different position in the world. And so if those ideas start cross-pollinating with the Holy Spirit, it's just an amazing place, really, to innovate. So I think it was Picasso that said, uh, good artists copy, great artists steal. And so, you know, taking ideas, like Bram said, from somebody else, that's absolutely how innovation happens. Nobody really comes up with anything new. It's really just a few pieces put together. So, yeah. So, yeah, then um, I think looking back, it's always easy to connect the dots in your life, right? So I'm trying to be encouraging here to you guys. And um, now we had this a position in time where it might be difficult for a lot of us but the fact is if you look back at this time God is also going to provide and he's also going to make a way and you're also going to go wow you know <laughs> just as you can look back in your life and and kind of connect the dots together because God gives us guidance like John said what do you see you know what do you see from here going forward and that's a really important thing so uh, he orders our steps and uh, 
you know, it, it gives us the way forward. So just a, a little quick story about myself here. This is really the testimony. Um, and this is my steps and I've got connected the dots for myself is, you know, I've been involved in a golf world for a long time. Bram knows me when I was a professional golfer from way back and very much involved in a golf. And I was actually playing in the Zimbabwe Open and I had a very clear moment where there was another guy that also plays on tour and it's, it was like clear. God said, you guys are going to work together. We both trying to make a low score around the golf course there. And so we did team up, you know, a year or two later. And, um, and it's been an amazing partnership because a very innovative guy. And, you know, I'm kind of an executor. So the partnership has led to us creating a really a, a world, a world class golf ball, radar golf ball tracking system with some engineers. We managed to sell out of that. That thing is now, uh, you know, up in the U.S. at facilities, U.K., all around the world. And, and that is really uh, God putting two different people together and it comes together and then you can sort of create some value out of that. And, um, and so off the back of that, we started a, um, a coaching platform for golf coaches and golfers and how they can connect in a more efficient way. So called golfstatscoach.com, two apps, and the other one's golfcoachapp.com. And so for us, that uh, we've been working on that for the last many years now and developing for more than two years now. And, um, and just the testimonies over this, this uh, virus time has been incredible. Because uh, you're starting off in January, there's a big trade show in America where kind of the golf world congregates. And there was one person that we really wanted to meet up with, an influential guy in the golf world in the States. And we couldn't really track him down. And so we prayed about this. Please let us get in touch with this guy. So we're sitting in a Starbucks off-site, away from the convention center where this thing was happening. And we're talking... And this guy taps us, literally taps us on the shoulder. So you guys from South Africa, very easy. He just announced himself. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So, you know, that's, that's really encouraging for us. And then also um, through this time now, we had a, a marketing campaign to launch this new app of ours into the market. And we had a, um, a marketing company that kind of dragged their feet a bit and they were a bit slow and they finally launched our campaign on the Wednesday when the lockdown started on Thursday. And so the timing has just been incredible. And so the, the spike of interest because the whole world's golf coaches are now stuck at home and they don't have any solutions to their problems. And so the uptake has been, has actually been crazy. So, um, and it's just God ordering things, you know, if I had my way, I would have kind of started this marketing thing in January already, but you know, it just turned out this way. In the same time, we got investor involved to really move this uh, thing forward um, and to really put us on a new level, build out new functionality. And yeah, what can I say? That's all during... Um, during the lockdown. So, you know, looking back and I'm looking back very recent, you know, I can see how God, you know, connected the dots for, for myself.
in our business. And I just encourage you guys that it's really the same for you. And just to tie in with what Brahm said, God shows us, you know, uh, kind of shows you the way forward or how to innovate or, or sidestep a difficult situation. But then it comes down to actually implementing and put your head down. And to me, that is faith, right? If you put your efforts and money and uh, all of that on the table, I mean, that's faith. And so faith looks like something. And, and yeah, just wanted to encourage you when you get these visions and clear ideas, then, you know, put your faith to it and make it work out. So uh, that's encouraging for you guys. So good. Thanks, Martin. So just to put you guys fully in the picture. So Martin's got an app that can coach you how to play golf remotely. I know it sounds like so bizarre until he showed it to me. And I was like, this is actually brilliant. Like I learned so much more from, from Martin sending me a, a 30 second video of my golf swing than I probably would have learned in, in half an hour standing with him just because I could see so many things. Anyway, so now this app is going out there to golf coaches around the world. They can't go and coach their, their players because of social distancing and lockdown laws. And now this app enables them to coach remotely. And so now they can coach, you know, 10 people in an hour instead of coaching one person. In an hour. And the timing is just nothing but divine. And so, um, yeah, it's just so, so amazing how God had, had given Martin this, this concept years ago and I'd been developing and working for, for many years with, with not much return or fruit. And that now the launch time just is, is so divine uh, that it's at this moment that he, he's launched. So, yeah, God's, God's doing really, really incredible things. Well, guys, as we end our, our time together this morning, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm just going to end off and uh, in, in praying for us. And uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll call it a morning. So, Lord, we're, we're so grateful for everything that you're doing. We're thankful for the, the businessmen and women that are on this forum who have got um, experience, wisdom, um, just insights that they can share with us, that we can learn from one another, that we don't have to go through the same mistakes as, as what other people have gone through. Lord, during this time of, of seeking you, of prayer and of fasting, Lord, we do ask that you will do the same thing as you did in Daniel's day, that we will be found 10 times wiser than the world, that in every area we will be found to have profound wisdom and insights, that there will be truly innovative ideas, concepts, ideas, new ways to structure and rebrand businesses, new business opportunities, that there will be such incredible innovation coming out of this 10 days of prayer and of seeking you and of fasting. Lord, we ask that even beyond the 10 days that we will continue to seek you for ongoing innovation, revelation, and breakthrough. Uh, that, Lord, you will build this forum of, of business people, that you will use us to expand the kingdom into our communities, into our city, into our nation, even onto, into nations beyond South Africa. And so we ask that, that as you pour out innovative ideas, concepts, uh, that you will also be pouring out profound abundance and wealth, that you will be revealing yourself uh, to our nation through abundance of wealth, uh, through abundance of, of creating jobs uh, and better jobs and businesses, that, Lord, you will reveal yourself opposite to the nature of the economy, and that will be through abundance. And so we, we trust in you. We seek you. We ask for your hand and your wisdom uh, upon each one of us.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. God bless you guys. Uh, I have posted the notes. Like I said, I will email them out as well. And also please go fill out that, that form if you want to be part of the prayer and prophecy groups where we can then get into groups of four or five people. We'll allocate a leader to just facilitate the time and then uh, gather together and take time to, to pray for each of your businesses. Find out where the areas of need are and then pray into them and also give some prophetic um, insights into, into you, each, each business. So God bless you guys. So, so good being together. We'll probably do this again in, in about three or four weeks' time. Uh, but until then, innovate. Let's uh, share testimonies on the Facebook group. Please feel free. Share some testimonies. Let's encourage one another. God bless you guys. See you soon.